Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. Here we are with the second part of parenting our grown children. I originally planned to put all this in one episode and I split it up because I realized, oh, there's so much here and I didn't want to overwhelm you all with it. So last week we talked about aiming for unconditional love and offering influence. Today we're going to talk about the next two rules, which are to visualize their success and to center on yourself. And last week, if you missed it, it was episode 38. So you might want to listen to that one first. Well, my husband and I were talking about some things that our grown-up kids did that we just had to let go of. And we have four children. We have two daughters and two sons. Right now, three of our kids are over 30, which is really sobering. Our youngest is 27. And two of our kids are married, so we also have two sons-in-law and the three grandkids. Well, we looked back at some of the things our kids did, and we remember when one of our daughters had a volleyball scholarship, and so her education was paid for, and she chose a degree in photography, and I would try to tactfully suggest a more marketable degree (laughs) since she was getting a free education. Like, why not come out with something that will make you a lot of money, right? But that was where her heart was. And she's now just a fabulous photographer. She has used it professionally, and she also has so many beautiful, just priceless photos of her kids and has taken so many of our family as well. And it's just something that really brings her joy and she's really good at. Another daughter of ours after college lived in our basement for a while worked at the Red Cross locally, and then she decided she just had enough. She wanted to get out and have a bigger life. She decided to go to Washington, D.C., and she had no job and no friends there, and she wanted a job that would help her travel the world. And I remember telling her, or at least really thinking this, no one gets to do that. Like, no one gets this job that lets you travel all over the world. Well, she packed up everything she could in one suitcase, got on a plane. I think she was wearing like seven layers of clothes because she couldn't fit them all in her suitcase. She got an apartment with a bunch of girls she'd never met before. She started looking around, eventually got an internship, and that internship turned into a job, a job that sent her all over the world working for a nonprofit. She set a goal to go to 30 countries by the time she was 30, and she hit her goal when she was 28. She loved living in D.C. She met her husband there. All good stuff, right? One of our sons decided to join the Marines, and we tried everything possible to convince him not to go. And especially because he was just two semesters away from graduating from college, and he was going to leave for the Marine Corps. Well, he went on to spend five years in the military. He finished his bachelor's degree virtually from a distance while he was in the Marines. And now he's attending Pepperdine Law School paid for by the military because of that time that he put in. 
and he'll be able to graduate from law school debt-free. Maybe it turned out all right after all. (laughs) And then another son of ours, this is kind of funny, he was out of high school and he was still living at home in our basement. So he bought this old Buick, he loves cars, and he tore the thing apart in our garage. I mean, took off the dash, took out the seats, took off all the side panels, and was just like going through it, upgrading it in his own way. We had car parts all over our basement. (laughs) Once my husband noticed that the car was gone and Carver was gone, but the seats were in the garage. (laughs) And it turned out he had to get to work. He just sat on the floor of the car and drove to work. Well, now Carver is really enjoying a job working in an auto repair shop. None of our kids' choices were wrong. They were just not our ideas. They were not what we thought was best. And while we had worries about it at the time, it all worked out fine after all. Now, I want to be clear, I know that everything doesn't always work out that way. And what about when our kids do make decisions that have serious negative impacts in their life? Our kids can make big mistakes. They can get into addiction. They can get into debt. They can get involved in some really harmful relationships. They can lose a job or fail school. And I just want to offer that even in those situations, these four rules that we're talking about still apply. In fact, they're even more important for you personally as a parent and how you feel about parenting and how you show up as a parent, even more important for your relationship with your children and also for your children and the influence that you can offer them, whether they choose to take it or not. So let's talk about what it means to visualize their success. Visualize is an action word. It's even stronger than believing or having faith in your kids. Visualize is something that you do. It's a process. We want to envision their ultimate happiness and success. It means having faith in things not seen yet, even when there's no evidence that what they're doing is going to lead them to success. We can actively, intentionally imagine their ultimate happiness and success. We want to see our kids in the future when everything has worked out. So can you imagine your kids when it all works out in the end and what a triumph it will be because of what they've been through, even sometimes through their own decisions, the challenges they create for themselves, and how meaningful their ultimate success will be. The way I do this is I love to go on belief walks. I go for a walk pretty much every day and listen to some music. While I'm going, when I'm focusing on my kids, I'll imagine them at that time in the future when everything has worked out and everything has come together. I can see their bright face, the light in their eyes, their confidence, how they're contributing to others because of what they become through their experiences. Sometimes I imagine them walking toward me. So if you were maybe on the beach or on a mountain path and you saw your child walking towards you and you could see how happy and fulfilled and at peace they were, 
you could just feel this radiant spirit of power and light from them. Sometimes I can imagine us all walking together as a unified, close-knit, tight family who all appreciate the strengths and the experiences each other has gone through and how each person brings their own value, their own authentic personality, and their own power to our family. You know that I have a nonprofit that I work with young adults, and we do a podcast called the Breaking the Silence podcast. And we have two young adult co-hosts. And then on one of our recent episodes, we had invited two young men to come and talk about their journey of recovery through pornography. And this idea came up of imagining your highlight reel, the highlight reel of your life, and just how the best highlight reels from, say, a football game They show all the near losses and the challenges of the game, all the drama, all the defeats and setbacks that they had to overcome, and then the big victory at the end. So I like to imagine the highlight reel of my kids' lives, all the challenges, the hard times, all the times they sat on the bench or were ejected from the game or even injured for a season how they came back and win it all to cheering crowds and get to take their victory lap. Whatever that looks like for them in their life, it can put everything in perspective. All the drama is what makes a great highlight reel. I think of this as spiritual creation. We're creating reality through our thoughts and through our energy. I believe faith is a real force. And I know that I'm only scratching the surface of this power. I have so much to learn. I haven't used this power as much as I could have for my own children or even for myself yet. A couple of resources that I love, there's a book called The Power of Praying for Your Adult Children, and it's by Stormy Omartian. And I love this book so much. I've read it about three times, so you might want to look into it. And what I loved so much about this book is how very specific and intentional and consistent she inspires us to be with our prayers for our children. And I have started to see prayer not just as an opportunity to ask God to do things for us or for our children, but God's inviting us to participate with Him in creating what we want to see in this world. So let's go on to talk about centering on yourself. And this is so important because this is where you have control. When I was attending a 12-step group, I learned this concept of looking at who is in your center. If my worries and my concerns about my grown children is allowing them to be in my center, then my emotional state is going to rise and fall like a roller coaster, depending on what my children are doing. But we want to be grounded and centered and stable, and that needs to be in our control with us centering on ourselves and on God. Another reason it's important to focus on yourself is because we want to become an example of what is possible and live the fulfilled life that we hope they will live when they're our age. When we judge how our kids are living, I like to take a look in the mirror. How am I living? 
Am I seeking continual growth and expanding? Am I intentionally working on my weaknesses? When my kids look at me, do they see someone who's happy and balanced and faithful or whatever it is that I think they should be? I think there's a little tough love needed for all of us as midlife parents sometimes, because if we're not living the life we would want them to live, why should they listen to us? And I also offer to you that if your children's life choices are driving you too crazy, you're too focused on them. Again, they're in your center. Turn your focus back to you and to God and how you want to be growing now. And then at least one of you will experience an incredible life and it might even inspire them at some point when they see what is possible. You might want to go back to episode seven, which is called Four Soul-Searching Questions for Parents of Adult Children. I talked a lot about this centering on yourself and focusing on your own growth in that episode. But for sure, remember, you're a steward of your own life first. If your child's life is draining yours, then reconsider. Being a martyr doesn't serve them in any way. Please care as much about your own growth and happiness as you do about your children's. It's actually one of the best things you can do for your kids because they want to know from our example that getting older is also a rewarding time in life. Are we living the life we hope they will live when they're our age? I noticed someone that I follow on Instagram, Lorraine Cladish, who focuses on midlife women, and that's supposedly her audience. Several times she said that a lot of her followers are actually young adults, and they will comment to her how inspiring it is to see someone who's older living a happy, fulfilled life. And I think it's so important for our young adults to see examples of why they can look forward to their whole life. So just to review those four rules for parents of adult children, number one, aim for unconditional love. Number two, offer influence. Number three, visualize their success. Number four, center on yourself. I know that some of these you already do really well, and I'm also curious which ones you feel like you really want to dive into and learn how to do that better. I hope there's some things that I've shared that will help you see your role in a new way and be excited about creating a new, intentional, purposeful way of being a parent of adult children. I hope this feels reassuring and hopeful because I do believe that if you focus on these four things, that you can feel confident that you're doing right by your kids. I'm pretty passionate about parents learning to surrender what they can't control in their grown-up children's lives. So please get in touch with me if you have any questions or if you'd like some help making this transition to parenting your adult children in a healthy, heart-centered way. I asked each of our own children what advice they would give parents of grown-up children. I asked them, what do adult children want from their parents now? And my daughter, who has three kids, said that mostly what young parents in her stage want all has to do with their kids, like loving their kids and especially watching and taking care of their kids so that they can go on vacation and have a break every once in a while. 
she noted something that I've also noticed before, and it's the way that it's all set up so that a parent's attention goes toward their children, not so much back to their own parents, right? Of course, we all love our parents, but we don't have the same compelling focus and drive like we do to care for our own children. So we pay it forward as a parent, like focusing and caring about our children and doing our best to raise a generation that will then go on to raise the next generation. My daughter said she forgot that she's our child and that we probably feel about her the way she feels about her children. One of our sons said, yeah, we want your advice and insight when we ask for it. And he said, you know what, I plan things out thoughtfully, and I'm probably going to follow my plans regardless. I'm an adult. I can think through it and consider the consequences, and I'm going to do it. I mentioned this in last week's podcast, but he suggested that when we offer to share advice or to help them out, that we provide some context for it first, like this is what worked for me in this situation or how I learned about it or why I think it might be valuable to you. And if it's something you want to know more about, I can tell you more and then let them come and ask if they want to. He noted that he has been taken aback sometimes about how some of his friends or his girlfriend's parents still treated them like children. And our other son said, hey, it's just a time to build relationships. As he put it, it's time to take the training wheels off and let them take off on their own. Our other daughter mentioned she's noticed with her coworkers talking a lot about their parents' opinions and the differing opinions that they have, and the young people want to share their thoughts on things like the coronavirus or politics, but they don't feel like they're taken seriously. And that the tables have been kind of turned where now the young people are worrying about their parents' decisions and how that will affect them. I love how these rules help give direction to our purpose as parents in midlife and beyond. We can decide that parenting is still important, even if it's in a new way, and direct our energy in the most effective way to support and love and enjoy our grown-up family. So I'll remind you again of, like we talked about last week, don't try and climb with a box of worries and concerns under your arm, but surrender that box to the creator who loves your children and has even more power and ability to help them along their path and get to where they want to go than we do. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. If you feel like there's something more for you, you're right. As a life coach, I teach people in midlife to see what's been getting in their way and how to clear it up and get on with what they want next. This is the perfect time to update your mind. You'll know how to feel better now so you can get those important things going. I'm always happy to chat about your life and what you want. All you need to do is get in touch with me. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com, contact me on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com, or message me on social media. I'm at Vana Davis on Instagram. You can learn more about working with me on my website or Instagram. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.